coming to you from the Deep South. This is the Blue Collar Leadership Podcast. High impact leadership is not reserved for leaders, and it has nothing to do with your position, title, or rank. However, it does have everything to do with your character. It's time to climb to the next level and beyond, personally and professionally. Now, let's start making it happen with your host, Max Story. Hello, and thanks for listening to the Blue Collar Leadership Podcast today. So today's episode, I'm going to talk to you about something that I've, I've touched on in previous episodes, something called the Law of the Lid. I learned about that from John Maxwell, and I'm going to share a, a, a lot of thoughts on that. This entire episode is going to be a lesson on that, and uh, I just want to dig deeper into it because I've shared with you about it before. I've taught on it a little bit, but haven't dedicated an entire episode to it. So that's what we're going to do today, but I want to start off with a story. So I read a story about a, a woman who moved to a small town. can't remember what book I read this in, but it goes something like this. After, after being in, in the new town a short time, she complained to her neighbor about the poor service she received at the local drugstore. She was hoping her new neighbor would repeat her criticism to the store's owner. The next time the newcomer went to the drugstore, the druggist greeted her with a big smile, told her how happy he was to see her again, and said he hoped she liked their town. He also offered himself as a resource to the woman and her husband as they got settled. Then he took care of her order quickly and efficiently. Later, the woman reported the incredible change to, to her new neighbor, her new friend. She said this, she said, I suppose you, you told him how poor I thought the service was. Well, no, the new neighbor said. In fact, I hope you don't mind. I told him you were amazed at the way he had built up this small drugstore, this small town drugstore, and that you thought it was one of the best run drugstores you'd ever seen. You see, that neighbor's, that woman's neighbor understood that people respond to respect. In fact, most people will do nearly anything for you if you treat them respectfully. I just wanted to start off with that little interesting story. You might need to listen to it again, make sure you got it. But it's, it's, it relates to the lesson today. So let's, let's get into today's lesson. And I just want to share with you what John John Maxwell says about the law of the lid, and then I'll just get into my own thoughts about it. He, he says the law of the lid is this. Basically, leadership ability determines a person's level of effectiveness. And I'll just say, I'm going to teach this, I'm going to start out mainly teaching this lesson about the lid on the organization, meaning the, the top level leader's ability to lead, their leadership ability. But no matter what kind of leader you have ever, I want you to know this. Ultimately, you're the lid on your life. There's nothing holding you back but you. But I'm going to teach this lesson, at least start out teaching it primarily about the organizational context of it. Meaning whatever company you work in, 
the top level leader's leadership ability is the lead on the organization. So let's dive into it. If the leader, if the leader's fuzzy and unsure, then the organization will at best be the same, but usually it'll be worse. And, and no one likes reporting to a fuzzy leader. If you've ever reported to a fuzzy leader, you know what I'm talking about. They're unstable. They don't really know what's going on. And this could be in different areas. They may know exactly what's going on in one area, but they don't know what's going on in another area. They kind of, if, you, if you're old enough to remember the old Mr. Magoo cartoon from way back, the guy's walking around, basically can't see, lost. He, he's, he's a great example of, of a fuzzy leader, Mr. Magoo. Uh, if, if you don't know who he is, you might want to do a, a YouTube search or something, find a clip. You'll understand exactly what I'm talking about. But the more clear and sure the leader becomes, the more clear and sure the organization and the team within the organization will become. I'm not saying the leader has to have all the answers. They never do, and they never will. But a high-impact leader knows when to ask the right questions to leverage the team to find the right answers. So when it comes down to it, the top-level leader, again, I'm calling this person the lead, the lead on the organization. It's the top-level leader is always responsible for what is going on within the organization, which it could be the business, the community, the family, the team. The organization cannot outperform the lead on the organization. Again, that's the top level, top level leaders, leadership ability. So there, there's a natural leveling that takes place just below the leader's level of effectiveness. So look at it like this. If on a scale of 1 to 10, help you, I want to help you be able to kind of see it, but if, if on a scale of 1 to 10, the leader, the top leader, the lead on the organization is a 6, the organization at best is going to be a 6 on a scale of 1 to 10. Really what I'm talking about is character and competency related to how the organization operates. The combination of those two on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being the worst, 10 being the best. If the leader is a 6, the organization at best is going to be a 6, but most likely they're not going to be a 6. About the best they're going to reach is a 5. The organization as a whole is going to be a 5. You could say the culture of the organization would be a 5. If the leader is a 6, the, the best the culture can be is a 5 and maybe potentially a 6, but most often it's not going to be be there. And the reason is because the leader, because the leader is not a 10, the lower down the scale you go from 10 to 1, one of the things, there's a lot of things that happen, but one of the things is leaders become insecure. To be fully secure as a leader, a high-impact leader, you got to be a 10. If you're anything less than a 10, you're going to have some insecurities. And those insecurities are going to show up in the people that's on the team. So if the leader's insecure... Like a six is not going to hire a six. A six is not going to be able to lead a six because they're insecure. That insecurity is going to cause some issues. So the only people who are going to want to follow them are going to be less than a six. So that's why you're going to be potentially the best you're going to get it is a five as a culture. 
but also the individuals because the individuals make up the culture. So, so how do you validate what, what, what John calls the law, of the, the law of the lid? And, and you probably already have, whether it was personally or, or through op- observation, you know, you may have lived it or you may have just seen it. You may have seen it through a family member or a friend. You may have heard about it, but, but, but you've been exposed to it. So what's it look like? Again, if the lid, if the lid is a six and there are leaders below the lid, they have a high, higher leadership potential than the lid. They're going to do one of two things. And again, you, you may be thinking, how could they have a higher leadership potential than the lid? Because I just told you, if there are six, about the best they're going to have on their team are fives or below. Well, people can grow. That's one way. They can outgrow their leader. Another, another way is uh, someone could be hired in there under one impression, believing things were going to be one way, and then when they get in there in an organization, they find out things are an, another way. So let's say I was a seven or eight and, and I joined an organization because I didn't really know what's going on in the organization. But when I get in there, I figure out things ain't like they appeared to be in the interview process. Things are not being uh, carried out the way that I was told they were carried out. So maybe I'm a seven or eight and I find out using these numbers to help you see it, that the leader is a six. Well, that's one way I could get in, but I I wouldn't stay long. But one or two things are going to happen. So the people are either going to be those who have a higher leadership ability, a higher lid, so to speak. They're either going to become frustrated when they begin to bump, bump up against the lid stay with the organization because they haven't developed other options. That's why they're frustrated. If they're bumping against the lid and they have options, they just leave. The best people always leave. People with higher level leadership ability than the leader will leave if they have options. So one reason people become frustrated when they start to see above the leadership's ability, above the leadership lid, is because they don't have options. And again, that's because of the lid on, their, on themselves. It's not nothing to do with the, the leadership lid it's of the company. It's their own lid, their own ability to lead themselves well and create options. Or, so if, they, if that's not the issue, if they have options, they'll become frustrated and leave the organization and grow someplace else, like I just mentioned. Either way, the organization does not grow beyond the level of the lid at the top, the top level leader's ability to lead because people are either going to get frustrated and go back where they come from, meaning they're going to stop growing because they're just frustrated. It's that old saying, you can't beat them, join them. So they're just going to be frustrated. They're going to go back to some lower level because they haven't developed themselves to a level to get beyond the leader's uh, leadership ability, the leadership lead. Or they're going to leave. But either way, the organization doesn't grow. And it's not the people's fault. It's the top-level leader's fault. And a lot of times, they don't even know it. But the lid on the organization is either holding back the very best people in the organization or they're pushing them out of the organization. 
The lower the lid, the greater the blame. The higher the lid, the greater the team. So if a leader's got a low-level leadership lid on a scale of 1 to 10, if, if, they, if they are 3 or 2, they cast and blame all day. If they, if they are 8, 9, or 10, they're taking responsibility. And they got a high-performance team. But I, I've, seen the, I've seen the law of the lid in action many times throughout my career. And usually it was low-level lids. It was a high-level leader, but they had a low-level leadership ability. So on a scale of 1 to 10, they were pretty close down to the bottom. Those that can take the organization where it wants to go within those type environments are often the ones that are pushed out. It doesn't make sense unless you understand the law of the lid. And again, you probably can validate it. You've probably seen it in your career where it seems like the best people are always leaving. You may own your own company, or you may be a, a top-level leader. If you are, you need to understand the law of the lid. Whatever's going down, going on down below in the organization, and I, I mean below relative to the org chart, whatever's going on within the organization is a reflection of your ability to lead the organization. So if you want to change what's going on, out there, you got to change what's going on inside of you. A lot of leaders don't want to do that. So, the lid's either holding back the very best people or pushing them out of the organization. What I just told you, I want you to make sure you know it again. You think about it again. The leader's either holding back the very best people or pushing them out of the organization. That's what the lead does. Now, if that leader's growing and there's a lot of capacity in between the leader's ability to lead and the people's ability to lead themselves, then there's, there's space available. There's space for the people to grow. The key is the leader's got to be constantly growing too. So in my 30-plus years, uh, most of it, the first 25 or so, Mostly it was in the manufacturing industry. But today, pretty much since 2012, we, we support all kinds of organizations. This law of the lid, it applies to all organizations. I've seen many types of leaders at many different levels. I've also noticed that they all had a different view of what it meant to be responsible what it meant to be the leader. I didn't understand it back then. Why was there, why was there such a, a difference between leaders? Some accepted responsibility, but most transferred it. However, the top-level leader is always responsible, whether they accept responsibility or not, whether they admit it or not, whether they know it or not. But what, what's the difference is really about their character. And again, competency plays a role into it, in, in it, but it's mainly about character. So I've taught what I'm about to teach you. I've taught it before in some other podcast episodes that I've done. Uh, I write about this in 
couple of my books, I'm pretty sure. It's probably in uh, Blue Collar Leadership and Supervision, Unleash Your Team's Potential. Good chance it's in uh, 10 Values of High Impact Leaders. Can't really remember. 14 books. I, I can't keep up with what's in all of them. But I want to talk to you about the three things leaders are always doing. Regardless of what level number they have on their head relative to the, the lid on that scale of 1 to 10, they're still always doing these three things. They just do them differently. So there, there are three things a leader's always doing. Not sometimes. Not just when things are going great. Not just when things are going wrong. But all the time. And the key is to understand that high-impact leaders always accept more responsibility. They're going to ha have a higher number on their lid. Low-impact leaders always transport, transfer more responsibility. So they're going to be down on the lower end of the spectrum. And again, leaders are always doing some combination of these three things. And I'm going to just tell you what they are real quick. And I've taught lessons on it before. So if you listen to all my episodes, you may have heard it. Might be teaching it a little different but I'm this time, but I'm, I'm sharing it in the context of the leadership lead, leader's ability to lead. But the three things are either making it happen, good or bad, allowing it to happen, good or bad, or preventing it from happening, good or bad. So let's talk about making it happen. Leaders are always making it happen. Again, they may be doing making good things happen, or they may be making bad things happen. But they're making things happen. So the leader, the leader definitely has the rights that come with their position to make things happen in their area of assigned responsibility. They can also build relationships with those who report to them and those who report to others. If you're the top leader, pretty much everybody reports to you directly or indirectly. If you're at a different level in the organization, you're still a formal authority leader. You can build relationships with those that report to you and those who report to others. That's what I'm trying to express there. But based on relationships that are built on mutual respect and trust, the leader has a greater influence to make things happen. Whether directing and making decisions, which is really low-impact leadership, or influencing and facilitating decision-making, which is high-impact leadership, Either way, the leader is making things happen. So that's one of the first things the leader's always doing. And again, it's a combination of all these things. The second thing is allowing it to happen, good or bad. Again, a leader can allow good things to happen. They can allow bad things to happen. They're doing it all the time. The leader, let's talk about it a little bit. The leader can empower others and intentionally allow things to happen. Because they agree it should be happening. This is high-impact leadership in action. The leader can also disengage and avoid taking responsibility while allowing things to happen that shouldn't be happening while blaming others for what has happened. You probably already know that. What I'm, uh, know this, what I'm about to say, but this is low-impact leadership in action. Let's move on to the third thing that leaders are always doing. Preventing it from happening. Again, good or bad, the leader can intentionally and unintentionally 
prevent effective and ineffective actions from happening. In other, word, in other words, good things and bad things. The combination of who the leader is, their character, and what the leader knows, their competency, will determine what the leader is preventing from happening. So, strong character, uh, or excuse me, a stronger character and greater competency will lead to the prevention of more ineffective actions by the leader and the leader's followers. Weaker character and lesser competency will lead to the prevention of more effective actions by the leader and the follower. So keep in mind those three things. If you're a formal authority leader, you're either making it happen, allowing it to happen, preventing it from happening, good or bad. <clears throat> not knowing what's going on is not an excuse for a high-impact leader because they're always responsible. So high-impact leaders tend to look in the mirror more often and take the blame when things go wrong. They also tend to look through the window more often and give the credit when things go right. They understand and accept the fact that they are ultimately responsible for all aspects of their team and their organization. These leaders earn respect and build trust at all levels of the organization. That's what high-impact leaders do. Low-impact leaders... People lower down on the scale of 1 to 10. They tend to look in the mirror more often and take the credit when things go right. They also tend to look through the window more often and blame others when things go wrong. They focus on transferring responsibility instead of accepting responsibility. These leaders lose trust and create distrust at all levels of the organization. Constantly. Remember, the law of the lid says the, the, the organization cannot outgrow the leader's ability to lead. If you, if you think you ever want to be a top leader or you ever want to own your own business, you must be growing and developing yourself or you're going to hold your organization back. And most of the time you're going to do it in ways you, you don't even understand that you're doing it. The leader in your organization, doesn't matter how awesome they are, they're still holding your organization back. Hopefully that leader, no matter what level they're at, no matter how long they've been doing it, hopefully they're growing and developing themselves. That's the only chance they have. It's the only hope they have is they've got to work on developing themselves beyond the level they're at already. Otherwise, those people who could help them take the organization to the next level, well, they ain't going to be around. They're either going to quit but stay or they're going to be on their way. One of the two. But ultimately, there's only one lid on the organization. The top-level leader. We just talked about it. However, there are also sub-lids throughout the organization as well. And I touched on this before, but I want to kind of reemphasize it in a different way. But typically, as you go lower in the organization, the level of leadership will get lower at each subsequent level. Also, because the law of the lid is in effect at each level. So let's just say the top leader is an 8. The top leader's staff may be a 7. Their staff may be 6s. 
people who report to them may be fives. You get all the way down, if you got a, a lot of layers of leadership, by the time you get to the front level, entry-level leaders, they may be a, a three or a two. In the front-line workforce, well, they may be a one. And that may be why it's hard to find any people or why it's hard to find good people. Who we are is who we attract. But the more un- insecure a leader is, the lower the level of the people lid level, I'm saying, the lower the level of the lids are going to be below them are going to be lower. Getting all tangled up trying to get that out. Kind of gets complicated talking about these lids. There's one lid at the top, then everybody has a different lid, different level down below, and then ultimately you are the lid on your life. So it gets kind of complicated. Hope I'm not making it as bad as it sounds on my end trying to teach it, but it's, it's kind of complicated. I need to simplify this up a little bit. And maybe it's kind of complicated because I'm trying to teach somebody else's uh, principle, John Maxwell's law, law of the Lid. But I, I learned that in his book, 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership. So if you want to go hear him teach it, check check out that book, and, and you can learn a lot of other good information. I learned a lot from that book. But, but that's why it's most critical for the top-level lid, top-level leader, to grow and develop themselves with the intention of growing and developing the leaders reporting to them. And in turn, they should be growing and developing their respective teams. See, insecure leaders, they don't want to grow and develop the people. So they have lots of problems because they're insecure. They're afraid they're going to teach somebody something and they're going to outgrow them. Or they're going to teach them something and they're going to leave because it's already been happening in the past. They don't understand the law of the lid. But they're also afraid they may develop them or encourage them and then they get promoted and the leader does it but as a professional uh, leadership speaker and trainer i'm most effective when i get to work with all levels of leaders in an organization including the top leader and his or her leadership team unfortunately though i'm most often requested to work with those at lower levels i'm talking about leaders at lower levels and the frontline entry-level workforce I like to work with everybody because I'm trying to raise everybody's lid. That's because everyone needs to grow their leadership ability. But but there's a big there's a big problem, really big problem, with this lower level of thinking from the leaders who think it doesn't apply to them. And I call it getting the slack out of the chain. It's usually what I'm doing in the organization. Most often, the top leader really doesn't want to grow, really doesn't want to be engaged. They think the problem's down below, and they want me to grow and develop those people. And there is a problem down below. Those people need to grow and develop. But the problem the leader's getting us in there usually can be traced back to the leader. I call it getting the slack out of the chain. I always try to persuade the top leaders to participate in the training, but they don't know what they don't know. I know the lower-level leaders are going to grow. If they bring us in to grow and develop those leaders in the frontline workforce, the support personnel, I know they're going to grow. And I've already explained what happens when they start bumping their head against the lid that's not growing. When there's no more slack in the chain, so to speak. They get frustrated. Some go back, can't beat them, join them kind of thing. And some leave. It always happens. 
Not all of them will grow. Not all of those that grow will leave the organization. But the very best ones will. The best ones will grow the fastest and the most. I call those people, though those are the hungry people. I always tell the high-level leaders that it's my job to grow the team. It's your job to keep the team. And I help them understand they got to be growing and developing themselves or it's not going to happen. They're going to lose the very best people, the people who could truly transform the organization. That leader has to feed the hungry. If the leader's not feeding themselves, they probably ain't going to be feeding the hungry either. Somebody else going to get to feed those folks. But those, those that have more potential but don't want to pay the price to leave will remain. But they'll now be frustrated because what they are learning is often not what's being modeled at the upper levels. Many times the lead is frustrated by this outcome, the top-level leader. That's not what they wanted. It's definitely not what I wanted, but where's the problem? It's with the lead. When the lead thinks they know all they need to know and don't have the time or desire to participate in leadership development, they're ensuring that the organization stays at the same level. I'm here to tell you humility is the foundation of growth while pride and ego prevent growth. There's a reason the organization is at the level it is. It's because of the level of the lid. The law of the lid is as real as the law of gravity. You don't have to believe in gravity to fall off a cliff. You simply must get too close to the edge. And when you do, gravity will do what gravity does. So I hope you enjoyed this lesson. I hope you kind of understand the law of the lid. There is no excuse for you, no matter what level you're at. Ultimately in life, you are the lid on your life. There's nothing holding you back but you. But relative to an organization, being inside of that organization, the top level leader's ability to lead is the lid on that organization. But again, if, if that leader has a low lid and you're in that organization, there's only one reason you're in that organization. It's not because of the leader. It's because of you. Talk to you next time. Make it happen or someone else will. It might as well be you. Are you serious about taking your career and your life to the next level and beyond? Check out Max Story's Blue Collar Leadership Series books and others, now available on audio, along with paperback and ebooks at Amazon, iTunes, and Audible. Please visit bluecollarleadership.com to learn about Max books, programs, special offers, certifications, and more. Thank you for listening to the Blue Collar Leadership Podcast.